Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Well, we got some dead air here. I've never really heard of a of a of this sort of thing. Have either of you guys heard of this sort of thing where it just clicks off and it seems like something that if you just called in and say, hey, listen, my phone's not working, they should be able to, yep. to do it. Mine did it until they come and fix the lines. And it, really? And it yeah. Took, yeah, it took me about two months, almost three months, to get them worked out. Oh, was that was that was just too, recently as well, wasn't it, Kevin? Y'all there? It recently fixed itself. It lasted three months. Uh, oh, is Brother Don back? Yes, I'm back. All right, amen. So we got kicked off. Okay. Well, folks, I'm glad you're here tonight. Tonight's our Sunday night Bible study. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 8. If you would, Brother Dave, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer, Brother. Yes, I will. Father, in Jesus' name, we give thanks for this evening, and, and I pray, Lord, that you will keep Pastor Don's phone line intact and that it won't lose connection and it won't go down and that we'd be able to finish all that you want us to finish here tonight and and go over all the scriptures that you desire us to go over. I pray for an anointing on Pastor Don to be able to teach and to be be able to present the word with the anointing and emotion and power and insight by the Holy Spirit and that he would speak as if the words of God were coming by the Spirit of God And I pray that we, Lord, would be open to hear the voice of the Spirit of God ministering to us in our heart and in our mind as we hear the Scriptures. And I pray, Lord, that you will do a work in us tonight, one that you long to do, and that I pray that it's accomplished in us tonight, Lord, that your Word is working and it accomplishes that to what you send it to tonight. And I pray all that, and Lord, if it please you, I give thanks that it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, tonight in Daniel chapter 8, okay, it's going to pick back up in the Hebrew language. So from chapter 2 onward up until chapter 8, we've been in Aramaic, and now it goes back to Hebrew. That's what it's written down in from Daniel 8. So, We've already saw the great visions that um, Nebuchadnezzar had and heard the interpretations of the of world history in Daniel chapter 2. And we saw the other episodes that happened. Nebuchadnezzar's um, uh, crazy bout he had with madness. We saw that. And we saw the historical things that happened to Daniel, to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And like we're going to pick back up in Hebrew right now, and we're going to get into some real wild stuff. I want to say, first of all, we've already came through the first vision in chapter 7, and I explained to you how that Daniel, the Lord, in his visions, to Daniel's visions used animals for representations of people and nations. Okay? It's going to continue here. This is it's a rehash of chapter, of chapter uh, the first part of chapter 7. And folks, this is one of the greatest places to understand the dual fulfillment of prophecy that there is. This is in Daniel chapter eight, because there you're going to you're going to see one of the things that I've been hollering and screaming about for so long when it comes to prophecy. Not only does the Word of God say there's going to be dual fulfillment of prophecy, and the Lord requires that which is past. And it's amazing how none of the prophetic teachers out there understand those two verses in Ecclesiastes or don't apply them 
to the Word of God like they should, but it, it's plain. And Brother Chad, uh, I want you to read Daniel chapter 24, verse 15 for everybody. Now, first of all, let me say that before Brother Chad reads that, let me say something. Lord Jesus is one that's going to tell you, okay? Not, but He's not going to say, I want to tell you fine people that there are dual fulfillment of the Word of God and the prophecies in the Word of God. He doesn't say that. But what he says lets you know that the things here in Daniel have dual fulfillment because of the historical fulfillment already we have in these Persian, Grecian, and Roman kingdoms. Okay? So this is the Lord in his famous dissertation about the time of Jacob's trouble in the end times. And watch what he says. Read verses on 13 through 16, brother, so they'll get a little bit of the context for somebody that's new in here. Sure, Matthew 24, verse 13. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Uh, pardon me, my, uh, my computer just shut off. Give me one, one moment. This stuff doesn't happen by chance. Uh, it it froze and I was I wanted it to uh, restart and I was setting up the laptop anyway. So my apologies, all. Okay, brother. Well, it's fixing to kick me off here shortly before long anyway. And when it kicks me off again, there won't be no getting back. Anyway, while he's looking that up, I'll tell you this: this is one of the most disputed chapters as well. Chapter 8. This leads your liberal uh, theologians, especially out of the German persuasion, that, that say that Daniel is, was his history. They don't believe that Daniel is prophecy for anything that was written prophetically. They think it was, they believe in a later date for the book of Daniel, even though the book of Daniel is in the Septuagint, which was written about 200 years before all the historical stuff took place. Okay, but, and they'll argue to the bitter end that they'll 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 say this has to be historical. And you know they're all you know what their big reason why is. You know if you ask them if you run into any of them that believe in this, you know what they'll tell you. And some of your persuasion is the same way, folks. I've sat with them. They've been here. I've dealt with them. Okay, some of the folks that you treasure so much. Some of you people spend waste your time with, okay? They say it can't be, it has to be history because if it was true, it was prophetical, it would be supernatural. That's their reasoning. Do you realize how ludicrous that is? Stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> I mean, if that's your, that's the only ammunition you've got, then. Pray tell me, how could you even claim to be a Christian because the greatest supernatural event that's ever taken place is the resurrection. Amen. And you can't be a Christian without a faith belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ bodily. So that's the end of conversation with those people and also the end of conversation with some of the quote-unquote so-called brethren. Okay? I'll leave it at that. Okay, Brother Chad, I want you to read what the Lord had to say about the book of Daniel. Go ahead. Okay. Matthew 24, verse 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. 
And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Okay, stop right there. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. And all these people out here will try to tell you that that took place with, um, what's the guy's name? Oh, my goodness. Just a brother Tony, the train left the station again. Um, Antiochus Epiphanes. When they try to tell you that that's when all that stuff took place, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, all that took place. That's in the past. That's in the past. That's not what the Lord Jesus Christ said. And he said, and he put a double whammy on by saying, let him that readeth understand. Didn't he say that, Brother Chad? Yes. Yeah. Keep on reading, brother. Read the rest of it. Okay. Verse 15. I'll, I'll go back to verse 15. Right. When, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Okay. He, the Lord Jesus Christ himself calls Daniel a prophet. And the instance he's talking about, your historical teachers will try to get rid of and say it took place under Antiochus Epiphanes 200 years prior, 300 years earlier. That don't hold water? Not if you believe the Lord's words. Okay? That's where typology comes. That's where all your biblical literalists, where they, that's when the, the prophetical teachers and everything, under they finally came to an understanding of typology in the Word of God and dual fulfillment of prophecy. And partial. Partial and dual fulfillment of prophecy takes place in, in, all, in all, the majority of these prophecies that we read. And I'm going to bring to light, if we're on long enough tonight, and don't let me forget it, Brother Dave and Brother Chad, if we do get cut off, I want to bring, when we get on down to about verse 20, I want to bring to attention to some, some about some things that um, the Lord, I think, showed me today while I was going through this stuff that I've never even thought about before. So, Brother Dave, if you would, start reading. You want you to read verse 1 down to verse 14, because, and then I'll give a review over everything that you've read because it's, we've all went through it before in Daniel 7 talking about this historical stuff, then I'll then we'll we'll let the Lord himself give us the interpretation and see if we were right, okay? Yes, okay. Daniel chapter 8, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. And I saw in a vision, and it came to pass, when I saw that I was at Shushan in the palace. Stop right there. Is, this is a big contention among scholars as well. Some people think that Daniel was just given, just um, writing this down as a vision. But if you notice the wording there, what's peculiar about it? He's there, isn't it? He's seeing himself. He's in the vision, seeing himself in the vision. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Continue on, brother. Shushan in the palace, 
which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision, and I was by the river Olay. Then I lifted up mine eyes, and saw, and behold, there stood before the river Aram, which had two horns. And the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other. And the other came up at last, up last. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward so that no beasts might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. Okay, just to refresh your memory, those two horns are the Media-Persia Empire, Media-Persia, with Persia being the tallest horn, that had more power. Go ahead, brother. And as I was considering, behold, and he goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground. Okay. This is Alexander the Great. This he goat here comes from the west. You notice the directions that the other beast Push forward to the north, to the west, and to the south. I mean, yeah, to the to the north, to the west, and the south, exactly like the Media Persian Empire did. Then this is that this is Alexander the Great coming from the west toward the other beast. And notice it's like he didn't touch the ground. Remember in the previous chapter that the the beast that represented uh, Alexander the Great had wings like an eagle. Well, this be this is this representation here says it's not like his feet didn't even touch the ground. Continue reading, brother. Which I had. Oh, excuse me. Behold, an he goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes, and he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram, and he was moved with choler against him. Okay, that word choler is is anger and hatred. Okay? And the the Greeks hated the Persians. In his historical you can read about it in history how bad the Greeks hated the Persians. Go ahead, brother. against him, and smote the ram, and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. But he cast him down to the ground, and stamped upon him. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. And his, this is so precise. This is reason those people think what they think. This, this, these, these prophecies are so precise. It happens so much like this. They claim, there's, they're in some of the writings, the Hebrew writings, they claim that when Alexander the Great came before the temple, that one of the priests brought out the scroll of Daniel, and Alexander the Great read it, and because he believed every, he was so startled by it that he gave mercy to the temple of God and to Jerusalem during that period of time, and he didn't destroy it. That's according to some of the Hebrew writings. Go ahead, brother. Therefore, 
um, Daniel 8, verse 8, Therefore the he-goat waxed very great, and when he was strong, the great horn was broken, and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. Okay, as, we, as I mentioned and told you all in, in uh, Daniel chapter 7, Alexander the Great, it says, when he was strong, in other words, when he was in the prime of his life, 33 years old, after a drunk, he got a fever after a drunken orgy one night and died at 33. And when he was dying, his four generals asked him, who does the kingdom, who does the, um, the empire go to? And in his last words, he said, to the strongest. And then for 20 years, these four came up, these four generals, Ptolemy, Licinius, Seleucus, and uh, Cassander are these four that came up out of the notable horn. Go ahead, brother. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceedingly great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. Okay, this little horn we read about over in Daniel 7, you're going to see different things talked about where a lot of... Um, Biblical expositors try to uh, make to, to make them be the same. Okay, they try to make them be the same, and they say that there, there's um, just minute differences, and it's just coming from different angles. Well, as we're going to see as we get further down, that probably they're right. It probably is two different ones, but it's trying to put the scriptures in the Spirit of God's trying to show you. By giving those differences, if there is going to be the fulfillment of histori in, in, his, in the historical sense, that it's actually happened in the past and it's going to happen in the future, and you know that by the wording we're going to get to a little bit later. Go ahead, brother. And it waxed great, even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground. Now, and you, are you trying to tell me? That Antiochus Epiphanes did this, all you historicists. Oh, I know you're going to allegorize this. You're going to say he's really not talking about um, any of the heavenly host. No, no, no. He's really, he's talking about just people. I guess the stars are people too. See, you can't have it both ways. Finish it on out, brother. And it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him the daily sacrifice was taken away and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Okay, well look at this wording here in 10 and 11, folks. Even... To the host of heaven, he waxed great, even to the host of heaven, this little horn. And it cast down some of the host and the stars. Are you, am I still on? Yes. Are you there, Pastor Don? I think he's off for, for the moment. Oh. 
Well, I'll continue to read to verse uh, 14. Verse 10. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground, and stamped upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down, and an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? And he said unto me, Unto two thousand and three hundred days then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. No Pastor Don yet? No, it'll show up on the screen. Mm, okay. The only way I'll know. Right. Okay. Not yeah, sure. I don't see his telephone icon there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how long he'll be down or if you want to just shut her down. Yeah, he said the next time that he went off that he'd probably be gone for good, right? Probably. Yeah. We We can wait a few minutes. Yeah, let's give him a couple minutes. Sure. Oh. So the dual the dual fulfillment. Did I miss something? Did he did he mention the little horn? Uh, uh from the goat. Yeah. The little horn was um, Alexander the Great, right? No, out of out of him there were the four generals, right? Yes, the four horns came up from the one great horn. Yes, and then from that, there was the one little horn. Ah, yes, okay, the one that took over. Yeah. Well, they they divided the kingdom between two two generals, didn't they, eventually? I can't remember the history on that. Okay, so that would be... I'm just one got to... the west, one got the east, but that's what I remember. <laughs> I could be wrong. Right. It's been a while. Yeah, I used to study that. Alexander the Great, my, my, I had a friend, he was, he knew everything about him. You could just, you could mention anything and he would just be like, this, this, and then, like he, it was his hero, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never really understood it till now because now I understand he's, uh, he worships uh, all Babylonian type gods. Oh, does he? This that of, friend of yours? Yeah, he's, he's, oh, a, he's, he's a painter. He, he's, a, he's a really incredible um, painter and he, and he paints mm-hmm. these images and there's always these portals these like um, three three and they're always in threes and he knows his Babylonian history like mm-hmm. like no one you've ever met like he's Alexander the Great probably had some Nephilim fallen angel blood lines in him oh absolutely that yeah. that one battle that uh, the famous one on that river bed where he takes out the uh, what was the the Persian's name the the general that he fought there was like 
is it something like 100,000 Persians versus his 12,000? Mm-hmm. And he won that yeah. battle? And it's been studied over and over and over through history how he, he flanked them with his with his cavalry and went around and and he he created like an arrow and went right into the middle and, and, and fought them from all sides and then came around the back with the cavalry and that wasn't Darius was it Darius? Um, don't ask me. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. Anyways, it's just you'd have to have some sort of super. I don't care how great a general you are, to 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 be outnumbered 10 to 1 or 8 to 1 and win that battle. Yes. That's that's supernatural there. Mm-hmm. has to be. Yes, absolutely. Sounds like it would be, for sure. Unless the army he was fighting was totally inept. No, no this was... Well, of course, his 12,000 were like Navy SEALs. Yes. They had been fighting for how many years there? Yeah, he had a very small, compact... Yeah, he did have a superior army, skill set-wise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, a lot of the a lot of the Persians' uh, military would have been... Hello, Dave. Oh, Hello. There's, there's our hey. man. Y'all there, okay. Hey, Brother Don. Uh, what verse or what was we in? What was I, t- I was talking about Alexander the Great, and I hear y'all yes. was uh, talking about, about it as well. Yes, okay. Um, the Persian general, I forget what his name was. It's it's it flees my mind too, brother Chad. I I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, he brought over two hundred thousand men right. against against Greece, and Alexander the Great defeated him. What they did, they I think it was the battle the Battle of Thermopylae. Yeah, I think that was the battle that he. It was there was a certain pass that this Persian general had to enter, and Alexander the Great brought his army, which was just, uh, he was he was outnumbered over 10 to 1. That's right. And he brought, I think he put the, the great Spartans, y'all heard of the Spartans, right? Mm-hmm. The Spartans died, every last one of them defending that, that, uh, that. Oh, there he goes again. Oh, my. Hmm. Uh, guest sex in the um, talk shoe chat says the Persian general was Xerxes. Okay. Yeah, it was. So that is what he was talking about was the Battle of the 300, the Spartans, that held off the Persian army? I believe so. That must be what that that, uh, movie that those Jews made about the, uh, what was it, the 300? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's back, I think. I'm back again. What's, right. that, what's that, that old guy on that movie, Independence Day? I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, guess six. It was, um, what, what did he put? Xerxes? Mm-hmm. Is that what he put in there? I think that, yes, that's the is. correct answer. 
I think it was Xerxes. Anyway, I was talking about the Battle of Thermopylae. That he that they they slaughtered man they slaughtered the Persians in that battle and he had a gigantic navy. I'm talking about the navy was humongous. There was no way that he that that Greece could have stood up if all the the naval ships had a got there and a storm arose and and just decimated the whole fleet. And they claim that he was a, he was a half madman anyway. When the storm defeated his fleet, they said he took a, a leather strap down to the ocean and beat the water. <laughs> That's how crazy he was. That's what history says anyway. Okay, what verse are we in? Let's get a little bit further. Um, well, let's start at verse 10 here. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar to y'all? Do you, you remember reading somewhere? Remember us going in Revelations about this host of heaven? Well, as many yeah. times as we've been over there. Okay, in the next verse it says, "And magnified himself even to the prince of the host." Turn to Daniel twelve, real quick, brother, and read verse one and two, brother Chad. Okay. Who is this prince? You you got one uh, person out there that tries to make y'all ways using the word prince for our Lord Jesus Christ when it plainly tells you that he's the king of kings. I ain't going to call them names, but I'm sure that some of you folks know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. Thank you very much. Remember in, in Revelation 12 what it says? Turn to Revelation 12, Brother Dave. Okay. Read about when the dragon fought with Michael. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand to two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and he prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. Thank you, brother. And go back to Daniel chapter 8. You see the connections there, folks? Do you see the connections? Hello? Yes. You hear that trying to hang me up? Yeah. I hear that clicking there. Somebody's trying to manually hang me up by clicking. That's bizarre. Could be the wind. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. 
He's got damaged lines. It's probably from tree limbs blowing out mm. of the trees during storms. And then when it's damaged, just a little wind blowing on it will work it back and forth. Right, right. That could very well be it. Yes, four says, sounds like there is a short in a cord. Well, that's basically what you're talking about, only the cord's a phone line, right? Uh, <coughs> cable line. Yeah. Oh, cable? Cable. Yeah. Like for the phone? Cable. The phone cable? No, or is like Don's... from a cable company, a multimedia cable company, mm-hmm. you know, that provides internet Okay. Television and the whole nine yards. Yeah, okay, his... so um, Pastor Don's phone is on um, cable, like internet cable? What do you call the cable companies and um, the people who yeah, they provide do. television? Yeah, they do all that too television, internet, telephone. Yeah, we get our, it's like you and I, Dave, you have a landline. Like, I just got my last yeah. It plugs into the same little bell box on the wall. Yeah. One one side is internet and the other side is landline telephone. Mm-hmm. But all, I think yeah. all of ours up here is it's underground, is it not? the? Some is, some isn't. I think in Toronto a lot of it is. Mm. Some isn't, though, and it goes down and takes out areas. Well, we we do have a lot of, like, all of our power is, is above above ground. Because Toronto's pretty old, so it still has like, you know, power lines. Power lines, yeah. Down even downtown Toronto is like power lines on the streets. But you know, it's uh, just the wind here. There's not much wind down in Kyle right now. Thirteen kilometers, like what, seven mile, seven mile an hour wind. Yeah. So <laughs> it it does almost sound sound like somebody's doing that. Yeah, it could be. Um, I, I doubt it. It sounds like someone's <laughs> hanging it up, but on the other hand, is that what it sounds like when there's a short in a cable? I yeah, don't. yeah. who knows? Can't say. Well, you you have experience with that, Kevin, so it, you're probably right. It's probably just a short Yeah, cable. and hopefully the cable guys will figure that out pretty quick because the one that's going to come to his house is not generally authorized to fix anything but up to the pole. He's got to thoroughly go through everything and make sure that there's no in-home or, you know, anything right around the home, the connections and all that stuff aren't the reason. Then they call the a separate set of guys that work on the poles and the wires up in the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Right, so they'll... they'll send like the, off the ground. They'll send you know, the ground guy first, and if he doesn't find anything, then you have to wait for the... For the aerial crew to come th- come by, right the lineman. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think in the rural areas it's the same here, isn't it? Most of the the cable would be above ground. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would think so. I think most of the all the, all the underground stuff. I don't even know how that all works. I know they run it. Every everything's in the ocean or something like that, right? All those fiber optic cables. Yeah, there's big ones. Yeah, yeah huge the so-called uh, global Some positioning system, which is uh, 98 or 99 percent on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like if there if there was such. I forget what the pastor's name was. He did a he did a great thing on the. I think it's down there in Alabama. This one guy, he's, he was uh, he was just carving up the whole uh, the flat Earth thing and just carving up those guys about you know their global positioning. You know, if there were all these satellites, twenty five thousand satellites. You know, mm-hmm. how are they dodging them? And okay, what verse we on? Uh, we're on verse 11. Okay, i got to pull up my Bible first, verse 11. What were y'all talking about? I didn't hear nothing y'all said then because I was kicked completely off, telephone and everything. A little bit about, um, the, you know, what the battle and that, but then we went over to k- talking about your cable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's real. It's probably got something to do with something spiritual, Zoom. <laughs> I presume. Okay, verse. What verse did you say? <clears throat> verse eleven. Okay. Well, the the point I'm trying to make, folks, is you're going to see it's starting to pick up now and give you signs that you can't find none of this in history. Okay. You can allegorize it all you want to. As we get down a little bit further, you're going to see the connections, especially when we get into Daniel chapter eleven, down around verse eighteen. 20, about eight, between 18 and 21, it's going to kick over from the past, and it's going to kick into the future. Even the grand poobah out there admits that. Okay? <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. So go ahead, Brother Dave. Verse 11, Daniel chapter 8. <clears throat> Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away. And the place of his sanctuary was cast down. And an host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? Okay, this is important, folks, because this is where a lot of people part company. Go ahead. And he said unto me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Wow, wow, wow. This is where this this is the beginning of seven day Adventism, folks. Okay, back in the eighteen hundreds there was a woman named Mary Ellen White that used the day year that Peter talks about and figured this out to be two thousand three hundred day three hundred years and she then she went back her and a, and a well-meaning Baptist pastor named Pastor Miller, I forget what his name was, first name was, back in the 1800s, they come up with the date that the Lord was going to return in 1884. 
that seven-day Adventism, okay? Since then, they've rearranged all their... Since the Lord didn't come back, they've had to uh, redesign some of their their prophecies and jump more in the, to the allegorical interpretations in some in some ways. But they do have... There is some good stuff, okay? They do have some stuff, right? They got that from my Pastor Miller, the Baptist preacher. But anyway, this is... What does this mean right here? 2,000. And 300 days. Is that literal? Yes. Yeah. Well, you can actually find, you can figure up the days, and if you want to get into the to the Hebrew history, you notice I'm steering clear of Jewish history, but if you, you can find some certain things that took place. I can't remember what they are, but you can almost make this come out, this 233 days, till there be a cleansing after the Maccabean Wars of the temple, okay? You can you can almost bring it to the day. But the other stuff, you, can, you can't connect it. Just like we're going to see, some of this stuff will, will pan out historically. Some of it won't. It's the Lord trying to show us something, folks. The Lord himself said everything. He said, when you see... The abomination of desolation, well, it doesn't say abomination here. It says transgression of desolation. You think that's the same thing? Do you? Transgression and abomination are not used in the same way. And things different, Brother Chad, or what? They are not the same. Nope, not the same. Antiochus Epiphanes is a good candidate. And it absolutely, historically, in the first fulfillment, historically speaking, you can line him up. We're going to find out in just a few minutes. Go ahead, brother. Keep on reading. Verse 15. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then, behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ule, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So we're going to get an interpretation of what all he's just got through saying. There's no speculation about Greece and media, none of that speculative, but does, wait, is it, what's the two meanings? Because we're going to, get, going to see a little bit thicker, some stronger stuff that indicates a future fulfillment. It's going to start talking about the last days, the last time, and the end. Continue on, brother. Verse 17. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Well, at the time of the end... Come on, and, now see, you, you'll get a lot of scholars that will try and say, well, they're just talking about the end till the Messiah comes. That's the seven-day advance will try to make it that. Your praetorist, okay, your full-blown praetorist will make this end be the end of sin and Christ makes the atonement when he says it's finished and all that. They'll bring all that stuff together and try to tie it all in with the first coming, folks. If you don't believe me, read a little bit of them, okay? Continue on, brother. Verse 18. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground. 
but he touched me and set me upright. And then we're going to find out in Daniel chapter 10 that all the all angels got, you're talking about healing. Daniel's in bad shape, man. This physically affects him. It's going to physically affect him in Daniel chapter 10 as well. He's always getting sick and weak and about to pass out and falling down on the ground. These suckers, with the, we know what angels look like. They look like a 33-year-old male, the appearance of a man. We saw it back up here, just like the two angels, or the three angels that showed up to Abraham. They came in the appearance of a man, including the, um, the angel that nobody likes to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's right, the angel of the Lord. Go ahead, brother. And he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed, the end shall be. Oh, man, at the time appointed, the end shall be. At the last end of the indignation. This is, this is their case. They'll say the indignation has to do with the sins of Israel. And they'll say the appointed time of the end is when Christ said it's finished. That's what they'll say, folks. And it makes perfect sense for a partial fulfillment. But it does not make perfect sense for complete fulfillment, like I've showed you before with Peter talking about Joel 2 and the Lord God manifest in the flesh himself speaking out of the prophecy in Isaiah, how one comma separates all these years. To deny that stuff is deny the word, to deny the word of God and just want to push across your point. You can't deny, you can't take one verse and, deny, and just forget the others there. You can't take a half of a verse and forget the rest of it's there. Continue on, brother. Question. The fallen angels, the dragon, the demons, they don't know the appointed time of the end, right? They do don't know, know that no, time. No, no, no. They, they do not know the, that appointed time. They do not know it. Absolutely not. But let me tell you what. They, they're they closer than any human being is to it. <laughs> yes. I got a feeling we have an audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're always trying to figure it out. Amen. And it would not surprise me. I mean, Paul's giving you the best hint. We've went over it a million times, and tomorrow night, before Brother Chad preaches, we're going to go over it again because there's some stuff that I want to talk about out of Second Thessalonians for a few minutes before we get let Brother Chad preach. Go ahead, Brother. Verse 20. The ram which thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough goat is the king of Grecia. And the great horn... That is, between his eyes is the first king. Now, that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. Absolutely not. That's the four kings that I told you about earlier. That's Alexander the Great's generals, Cassander, Ptolemy, Seleucus, and the other one, Licinius, I always forget his name. Verse 23, brother. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of 
fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Oh, the mighty and the holy people. Let me, we'll stop right there. Let me back up just a minute and make a few more comments about the historical, the first, the first fulfillment of this prophecy that we're talking about here with this little horn. Ty, um, what's his name? I keep forgetting this sucker's name. Um, mm, mm, mm. Who would it, who did that, who, what's, what's that guy's name, Brother David? My mind is playing tricks on me tonight. Uh, the little horn in, in history during the Maccabean Wars. What was his name? Um, John Arcanus? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's the one that fought for Israel, brother. I'm yeah. talking about the little horn. Uh, the oh. one that, that was that was a type of the little horn, okay? Uh, oh, shoot. Alexander the Great? No, 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 brother. No, 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 no. The one, that, the one is wiped out. Everybody sacrificed the pig on the altar. All that stuff. Um, I can't think of it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I just said it a while ago. Oh uh, yeah, something epiphany. Epip, epip, um, yeah, that they changed it. He put the word epiphany on the on epiphanous on the end of his name. It means the glorious one. Um, what's his first name? Oh shoot. Hmm. Folks, you in the chat room, y'all heard me say it. I'm sure some of you know it. Guess six. What's the guy's name? Antiochus. Antiochus Epiphanes. That's it. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, here we go again. Oh, you're back. Antiochus Epiphanes, the little horn. There you go. That's the little horn. You were asking that question, weren't you, Chad, earlier? Oh, that's who, okay, that's who it is. Yes, that's it. Okay, yeah. right. So that's who John Hyrcanus fought. John? The Maccabees. Okay, in, in, in Maccabees? Yeah, the Maccabee Revolution. There is the books, in the, and it's included in the Catholic Bible, the Book of Maccabees. Yeah. So, what what, uh, what time frame, what period of history would that be? Is that it, do you know the year of that date? Oh, uh, yeah, just real ballpark. Uh, something like 400 A.D. comes to mind. I, I mean B.C. before Christ, something like that. So this would be just before. No, it would. This was around the time when all the, after, um, he, you know, John Hyrcanus defeated Edom. And uh, then he forced converted all the Edomites. Oh, who forced converted them? Her, Hyrcanus. John Hyrcanus of the Maccabee Revolution, remember? He said, convert or die. Right. And well, you know, they're okay. just... Ungodless people, anyways. What difference does it make to them? Yeah. 
Antiochus IV, 175 to 164 B.C. 164? Yeah. Oh, okay. Way out. That was his, yeah, end of his rule. Yeah, well, it would have to be after um, Alexander. Because the little horn yes. came out of Alexander. The, the, the little horn came out of one, see, out of the, the Seleucid kingdom. The Seleucid kingdom was part, took over the parts of Syria and to the, and over to the, uh, the, the known world at that time, over to the border of India. Okay, one of the Seleucid kings had a son, and he and he was and he was Antiochus Epiphanes came out of Syria. That's where the people that understand the dual fulfillment and double, the double fulfillment of prophecy under they they come to the conclusion that the Antichrist himself will be a Israelite out of the tribe of Dan and from Syria or has Syrian roots in some way. Hmm. That's that's where they come to that conclusion. There's been many a books written on it. That's what that's what my um Bible professor taught. That he taught that himself. They would be from the tribe of Dan and and he would be an Israelite from the tribe of Dan with Syrian roots that you could tie back to Antioch of Epiphanes. And there's one thing about Antioch is I understand why they come to the conclusion some of these historicists come to, because this sucker made Hitler look like a schoolboy bully, okay? I don't know if y'all know this or not. This Antiochus Epiphanes was one wicked son of a gun. And they think that this transgression that it talks about up here, when it didn't say abomination, it said the indignation or transgression of indignation, whatever it was, is not the abomination of desolation. When the Lord uses the word abomination, he's generally referring to something in the religious realm. It's got to do with an with idolatry in some way. Antiochus Epiphanes put up a, a, a idol of Jupiter, okay, and he boiled a bunch of pigs in wine, boiled a bunch of pigs, and made the priest pour the the uh, the juice from the pigs all over the the vessels of the temple. That's what he did. Wow. Okay, this was one wicked son of a gun. So he was he was wickeder than Stalin. Then, and, but yeah, he was wickeder than <clears throat> Stalin, Hitler, either one. I mean, no, this guy, Hitler. huh? Not Hitler. Well, no, but yes, absolutely, no. he was worse. Well, Hitler, well, he Hitler had was his a schoolboy. Sure, but Hitler wouldn't was behind that stuff anyway. Guy. Well, I'm reading here Epiphanes, which means the visible God. Uh, that he thought him and Jupiter w were identical. There you go. He acted as though he really were Jupiter, and the people called him Epimenes, which mean, means the madman. The madman, there you go. That's right. Absolutely. Violently bitter against the Jews, determined to exterminate them and their religion. Yes. Yeah. But you can see how history, how they painted Hitler to be, you know, the worst of all of all yes. the centuries. Well, that's not true, folks. That's just yes. not true. Yes. Period. Absolutely, it's not. Not in any stretch of the imagination. All right. You want a good uh, candidate for the Antichrist, Joseph Stalin, like Brother yes. David was referring to. Oh yes. Joseph Stalin was your good, was your type. They and they've switched it. Instead of making it Stalin, they made it Hitler. <laughs> yeah. They had a choice, so, and they made it Hitler, folks. The Jews pushed Hitler instead of the real wicked murder, which was Joseph Stalin. And him they call Uncle Joe. There you go, brother. Bingo. Bingo. Absolutely.
And as soon as that war was over, it was all the Russians that came in and said, look, look, look what the Germans were doing. They were the ones that were pointing out, look at Auschwitz. And they, they changed all some of the buildings to try to make them look like like uh, chemical showers and all oh, that. Oh, yes, it's, like, it's all a bunch of bull, man. Yeah, and they're the ones, they're, they're actually caught in the Hague lying, changing their story ten times. Over and over and over again. No, it wouldn't stand in any court of law, and yet the history books just, oh, there we go, we got to accept that. You know, you know, 15 countries of Europe, you even mentioned uh, Holocaust deni- denial, you're going to jail, like, it's insane. I know. But I know. that's a that's, that's, uh, sign of the end, has to be. Continue reading, Brother Day. Okay. Brother Chad, turn to First, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. It looks like we're going to have to hit a little bit of it tonight. Go ahead, Brother. Brother Day. Now that, yes, verse 22. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and dark understanding, dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. So he shall practice. Would that be like practicing uh, the dark arts? Uh, I don't know necessarily if you could make it that, but when we get to Daniel chapter 11, you'll see where he gets his power from because he serves the God of forces. Mm -hmm. The same guy. It's the same person. Verse 25, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper uh, in his hand. Is that witchcraft? That's what I was thinking. Witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. I thought along those same lines myself. Everything is turned folk. Neo paganism is at its highest right now. Do you know that? Are you? Are you? I'm sure you're not blind to what's going on around you. Now, if you're always looking for the Jew as the problem, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see the the tunnel. That, that costs more than any other tunnel that's ever been made being dedicated to Lucifer. You're not going to see that. You're going to be worried about the Jew in New York. Okay? I didn't say they weren't, the, weren't a problem and wasn't a foot soldier. I said you've got to pull away and don't get obsessed with that stuff. If you, won't, if you don't, you won't know nothing. You got to understand that's the moderation, folks. Let your moderation be known among all men, Paul said. Okay. So this guy caused it to prosper in his hand, caused craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart. See, there you go. There's Antiochus Epiphanes. That's the way he did. Changed his own name. Brother Chad just read it a while ago. That's where we get that, that, that Greek word epiphany, epiphanous or whatever it is. That's where we get, you ever heard somebody said I had an epiphany? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's where it comes from. Go ahead, brother. And craft, isn't that what the Masons call what they They sure do. They craft. sure do. They call it the craft. And by peace shall destroy many. There's no way in the world it was Antioch. There's no way it was Antiochus. He was ruthless, murdering sap sucker, folks. 
Look at his. Read the Maccabean, First uh, and Second Maccabees. Okay. He was a murdering, wicked. So he didn't do nothing. My peace didn't cause any kind of um, prosperity to go on. It ain't the same person. That was a type. He was a he was a wonderful type. Alexander the Great was a type. He died at thirty three years old. Hey, Alexander the Great's one of the most perfect types there is. He died at thirty three. Our Lord died at thirty three. He was a he was a king over the known world. Our Lord will be a king over this world. The typology just runs hand in hand. Continue on, brother. And by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes. Hmm. But he shall be broken without hand. Wow. Prince of princes. How does this happen in the past? The prince of princes? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Can't. Because it's different. It's not the same, folks. It's referring to a different time. Continue on. Would that be the angel of the Lord, the prince of princes? Could well could be, but there's no record of that happening in the past. Yeah, uh, it could be it for the future. Sees where I'm where I'm going with it. Right. I'm going and going for the future, taking that one in to be the the rest of the fulfillment. How did he die? Who? Epiphanes. Uh, yes, Antiochus Epiphanes. Just like they all, just like all those great ones died. Like all the kingdoms fell, had something to do with his madness and intoxication. Oh, wow. Okay. That's the way oh, I told you. Um, that Broken without hand. Yeah. Go ahead. Verse 26. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was, to- was told is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. You got that right. <laughs> Go ahead. And I, Daniel, fainted. And was sick certain days afterwards. I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision. But none understood it. Well, I thought Gabriel was going to make him understand. And now the ancient alien bunch will tell you, see, he got, he got visited by aliens. And, they get, and their, their spaceship had radiation, gave him radiation poisoning. <laughs> You you, folks think I'm joking. I'm not kidding. That's what they'll tell you, okay? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we finished this chapter haphazardly. I apologize for all the interruptions, folks. Uh, Really, there's nothing I can do about it. It's fixing to kick us off again, it sounds like. But anyway, is there any questions in the chat room? No. Okay. Well, then tomorrow night, Brother Chad will be preaching, but I'm, I told him to turn to Second Thessalonians, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brother, just before we go ahead and close, I want to show you all, the Lord Jesus gave you, plain and simple, pay attention to the prophet Daniel and the abomination. Sakura Blue. Do you want to go ahead and read those verses? Uh, you, know make... which, you know which verses? Uh, no. 
He didn't say which ones, just Second Thessalonians. Is that it? Um, he didn't give you the verses? No. no. Just told okay. me maybe the where the wicked is revealed. Um well let's just let's just it's only seventeen verses, so let's read it. Sure, read the whole thing. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let, until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning, from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth, whereunto whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts, establish you in every good word and work. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Don's still not there? I think he's there, but his phone isn't. Oh, there it is. All right. Um, I see you just got to reading Second Thessalonians, right? Right, yes. All I wanted to do out of Second Thessalonians was go ahead and shut it down early tonight, folks. Um uh, was make the point that the Lord Jesus told you to pay attention to Daniel the prophet for the abomination of desolation. And then, like we've been talking about the little horn, well, Paul warns you about that wicked one, that capital W, the wicked one that's going to exalt himself above everything that is called God. See, there's your other reference that it's not... His, it's, see, now, they're, now the historicist is going to bring it all the way up 
to deal with the Pope. Say, it's the Pope. That's what Martin Luther and John Calvin did. They were right historically. See what I'm saying? The Pope fits the bill 100%, but as a type. As a type. And he's going. And as he gets closer and closer to the end, he's liable to take it over completely and be incarnated by the spirit from the bottomless pit. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. But that's why I wanted to just give that witness to to the ones that deal with the the, the full praetorist and historicist. Paul gives witness to that man. To that he doesn't call him the little horn. He just calls him that wicked one. Okay. Okay, the son of perdition. The Lord said, "You receive. I come in my own name, and you receive. I, I come in my Father's name, and you receive me. Not if the one come in his own name, him you will receive." John five forty four, or thirty four. It's one of them fours. It's in chapter five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every all the, 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 the listen, folks. The historians have a reason for saying the things that they say, and it's some good stuff. You want to find typology? Study historicism, the the historicist view of prophecy. You want to find some typology? That's where you find it because they just that that's what they did. They took types to be the complete fulfillment of scripture when it's not. Anyway, we'll go ahead and shut uh, it down. Question. Go ahead. Verse 20, you you said when we got there you were going to reveal some new information. Oh, yeah. Did you do that? Yes. Well, I tell you what, bring it up tomorrow night because it's, I will be here for another hour if I start opening my mouth about oh. that, okay? <laughs> but I, I will tell you this, folks. And what I'm going to talk about tomorrow night, it's just I'm throwing it out there, okay? And I'm going to give you the script, some scripture that'll, that will tend to back. I ain't got it figured out. I'm just saying. I'm just when I what I talk about tomorrow night before um, Brother Chad preaches, it's going to be wild, all right. But it's going to it's going to have scripture to seemingly back it up to a certain point. I hadn't got it all worked out. Just thought about it today, all right. So we'll deal with that tomorrow night, Brother Chad. If you would dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes, Heavenly Father, we give thanks for this assembly tonight, Lord. We thank you for for your words and your the everlasting grace that you yes, bestowed to us, Lord. And, and the uh, salvation that you've given to us, we're fully undeserved of it, Lord. We thank you for your mercy that you have pulled us aside and making us your uh, separate and holy chosen yes, people, Father. Lord. And we pray for all of our brethren, Lord, tonight, that their needs be met and that their, their hearts be settled and uh, their minds be placed on you, Lord, and that they they be able to that we all be able to to confess our sins tonight, Lord. Before we before we go to sleep, that we turn to you and we talk to you, Lord, uh, like like we should every day, Lord. And uh, to pray without ceasing, as Paul told us to do, Lord. Yes, Father. We need we need you, Lord, and we we thank you for for having us and and protecting us and showing us the things that you need us to be that we need to be shown, Lord. And we ask that, that all of our brethren, at the sound of this voice, this time and, and in the future time, be blessed as well, Lord, and that we all be able to be brought together in one place, Lord, whether it be this place or another place, that we be shown the understanding that we need, Lord, in these, these um, turbulent and, and end-seeming times, Lord, and that we be awake and, and sober, Lord, so that we be, that we know when you when you need us to what you, what and when you need us to to do lord
that it be in your will. Yes, Father. And that uh, that you know that that we love you, Lord Jesus. That you are you are our saving grace, and that without you we have no purpose and no meaning, Amen. and nothing, Lord, yes. without you. So right. we we thank you for what you've done for us, Lord. Sometimes we yes. get to to think of what you have done for us. You died for a bunch of sinners, Lord, and if it would just be, it would seem so, it makes sense that that a sinner would die for someone who has with, who be without sin, Lord, but you died for, for all of sin, for all of mankind, yes, Lord. for all of the past, the present, and the future, Lord, yes, and Father. we love you, and we look forward to the next time that we can assemble in your precious and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray to you, amen. Amen. I will, Amen. I, I will give y'all a little teaser. It's concerning the, the the strong delusion and the temple of God. I'll tell you that much. Oh, sounds okay. interesting. So before Brother Chad preaches tomorrow night, we'll deal with it a little bit, and then Brother Chad will be preaching tomorrow night. All right, Brother Dave? Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334 397 Two three three three. Again, that's three three four three nine seven two three three three. Might have trouble getting through tonight or tomorrow though. Yeah. Uh, email is respect to the Lord at yahoo dot com. Again, that's respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. The mailing address is 3155 Louisville Street. Louisville, L-O-U-I-S-E-V-I-L-L-E Street. Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama. 36017. Zip code 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I look forward to having you all tomorrow night in the chat room. Amen. Appreciate it, Brother Dave. Good job. Good job, Brother Chad and Brother Kevin. Love you guys. Y'all take care in the chat room, and we will see you, Lord willing, and health permitting, and telephone working tomorrow night. God bless. Good night, Pastor Don. Good night, Brother. Good night, Brother Chad. Good night, Chad. Good night, all. Good night, all.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.